Welcome to the City Stories podcast. Uh, these are stories from the City Church in Fort Worth. My name is Luke Byford. I'm the deacon for storytelling. And I'm Ben Fort from the storytelling team. Uh, today is another interview podcast with uh, one of the, the men on our elder team, uh, Andrew Rubinson. Andrew's not somebody that uh, you may know very well uh, as an elder. Uh, he's not up in front uh, preaching uh, nearly as much as, as some of the other guys. Uh, but uh, we really think uh, his story is, is something that will, will resonate with you and uh, may, may help you along. He's the cool indie elder, if you will. Uh, I haven't spent much time with him, so this was fun just hanging out and uh, getting to hear uh, a lot more about his life. Yeah, Andrew is, uh, like Ben, he's a new dad uh, and uh, had a lot going on in uh, this period of his life, but it's, it's great to hear... Uh, one of the guys who is a volunteer elder, uh, his heart, getting to hear his heart for ministry mm-hmm. and, uh, and what he wants uh, to see, see out of uh, the folks he shepherds and, and, and the church as a whole. So uh, here we are, uh, our interview with Andrew Rubinson. Um, you're an elder here at the city church. Um, and, uh, I think it's fairly safe to say that like, you're not one of the more well-known elders. It's not a, it's not a dig or anything, but it's, you know, it's just, you're, you're not up there in front of everybody all the time. Like, uh, like Chris or or Ben would be. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of want to get to get to know you and have, not just Ben and I. I think we've we've talked a lot over the past thirty minutes, and feel like we know you pretty well. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, get some everybody else in the church gets to know you, and uh, so let's just start kind of from the give us just like a five minute overview of of you know what brought you into to being an elder. Okay. Wow. I don't know if I'll take way more than five minutes or way less. Um, <laughs> So I, I became a believer at the age of 18, and very quickly after that felt a call to ministry, and had no idea what that meant, but I knew it was something that was really strong within me, and I knew at the time, I mean, this is the end of high school, that I didn't like school very much, and <laughs> thought, well, I definitely don't want to go to seminary, that sounds terrible. Um, so. I I didn't know what to do, so I just kind of shelved it for a little bit, got through college, and tried several things through those four years. Uh, I, I thought I would perhaps be a teacher, I thought I would be a nurse, um, I did some psychology, and ended up with a degree in communication, and I, <laughs> uh, I went to an advisor um, the second semester of my junior year, and I just said, hey, I want to graduate on time, so what do I need to do? And he said, this is what you need to do, and I did it. And so, great, I was out, but then I had kind of nowhere uh, to to really go. You know, I didn't feel like I was specialized in something. It was great, I can talk. Um, but uh, the, the desire for, for ministry was still there, and I had been kind of through the course of my senior year, wanting to move to Minneapolis. At the time, John Piper had the Bethlehem Mm -hmm. Institute, which was not 
as formal as it is now. It was rather uh, informal. You lived with one of their elders. You were more or less a, a disciple to them and learned via practice. And so I thought that was just a phenomenal idea and thought, great, I'll go do that. And so I called up there one day and I said, hey, I would love to come and, and visit. When is the best time to do that? And the woman I spoke with said, well, we're actually turning this into a four-year seminary. And, <laughs> and my response was, oh, well, that changes my plans. Okay, thank you. And I hung up. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask another question because I just knew I didn't want to go to seminary. But it seemed I didn't have really another choice. So I figured at the time uh, I was working at another church and everybody there went to DTS. And so that was really w what I knew. I knew there was Southwestern. I knew there was DTS and this one in Minneapolis that I was not going to travel for. So I was like, okay, I'll go to DTS. So I applied, got in, was at DTS for one semester and it just wasn't wasn't really for me. Uh, I didn't quite fit in. And this, my second semester, uh, I had a friend who was starting at Redeemer Seminary, which I had never heard of, but it was also in Dallas. And he invited me to come to one of his classes. I went over there and I just loved it. It was the first time I ever loved school. And I went to class excited because I left worshiping and it was awesome. And so anyway, I, I was there for a couple of years, then um, met, met Whitley and knew I wanted to get married and um, we needed money for a wedding. So I actually ended up leaving school and taking a job and we worked for you know, a few months to save up the money, got married and you know, the whole time we're uh, we were at City Church serving there faithfully, and I, really I should say there's probably a little bit of backstory even to that. Um, when I started going to Redeemer, I was going to um, another church, not, not the one I was previously working at. Uh, I was going to a Presbyterian church, and I was very happy there, and my roommate uh, was a leader at City, and uh, asked me to, to come and visit, and I said, no, I'm, you know, I'm okay, I, I really like where I'm at, and he's like, no, no, I, I want you to come visit our, at the time we called them villages, you know, I want you to come visit our village, city groups, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm good, I, I'm pretty happy, and he said, no, there's this girl coming, and I, I think you should, you should, you know, <laughs> come and meet her, and I was like, well, in that case, absolutely not, no <laughs> way, you set me up before, I am not interested in whatever you've got. Uh, what, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Edit that part out. Um, anyway, I'm not interested in meeting anybody, you know, that you've got lined up. And he's like, no, no. Like, I, I think you really like her. She, she went to TCU. She was a dancer. And this thought struck me like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if it's this girl that I remember meeting one time. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll come. And sure enough, it was her. And from that day forward, I went to the city church, um, which is not the most holy of reasons. And yet, uh, yet God really blessed it. And now she's my wife. Um, so we had been here since, I guess it was 2010. And um, we got married in 2012. And at the time, I was interested in eldership. But the other elders felt like it probably wouldn't be the best idea to get married and start married life as well as start trying to be an elder at the same time. Thought there should be a little bit of a break. So I spent uh, a year with Whitley and just that was awesome. And then the following year, 
That was when I started going through the elder training, and the following year was when I actually became an elder. You, you said you worked at a church mm-hmm. before, uh, which leads me to the next question of uh, what are your thoughts on unicorns and how do I find your YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you got from working at a church to that. <laughs> it's my understanding that these two things are actually connected Well, your previous ministry experience. I am so intrigued right now. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that, um, hmm... So on the YouTubes, uh, there are a few videos of me that are not for my old church, actually. Oh, I thought they were. No, they're okay. not. They were for a friend's church. He was uh, doing a Disciple Now videos, okay. and he asked me to help, and I helped, and now I will uh, forever be online. <laughs> um, and the unicorn reference was actually because I lost a game of Farkle, and oh, so it was wow. yeah, a group of friends, and I had to go through the drive through at McDonald's and ask the... The person handing us uh, the food, you know, if she believes in unicorns, and she said no, and I had ordered a, an ice cream cone, and I stuck it on my forehead and said, believe, and drove right off, <laughs> and we got a huge kick out of it. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Uh, so you can uh, search YouTube for Andrew Rubinson, and maybe uh, there's some music videos, and uh, the one unicorn video. There. Yeah, I'm not actually sure of how to find them, because it's not my channel, it's my, my friend's channel. Okay. Mm. Uh, I do know there are a few people in the church that know how to find okay, it. Okay, so, there you go. Uh, yeah. If you yeah. ask around, <laughs> seek and you shall find. Because I have definitely seen these videos before. Uh, and it was actually those videos that made Whitley think differently of me. She thought I was very serious and like this professor guy. And she saw the videos and she's like, oh, he's actually fun. Maybe I will date him. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up here in Fort Worth. Yep, lived here all my life. I, I grew up in my great-grandparents' house. So, yeah, they passed it down to my grandparents, who passed it down to my parents, and, yeah, and they're still living there. My did, parents, that is. <laughs> did you grow up intending to live elsewhere, or did you, like, just, like, get hmm. stuck here? It's a wonderful lifestyle, or... Uh, I never really had a plan, uh-huh. you know. Uh, I, I went to the same elementary school my dad did. I went to the same uh, high school my dad did, and then went to the same <clears throat> college at TCU that both my parents did and my siblings did. And it was just kind of what we what we all did, and never really thought one way or another about it. Uh, I've since thought like, ooh, it could be fun to go move somewhere, but then I just realized I really love Texas, and it would mm-hmm. be very hard to move away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents. Uh feel the exact opposite so, <laughs> no they they live in Oklahoma and they give me my brother and I both moved down to Texas after college and uh, we haven't heard the end of it <sighs> since so uh, just tell your parents to move down here and we'll welcome them to the promised land we can oh, come yeah. and avoid earthquakes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apparently yeah. tornadoes Torna- yes yeah. yeah well uh, Fort Worth has had its fair share yeah, of it's, just, it's, it's not real enticing and what uh, denomination did you grow up in I actually didn't. So, like I said, I became uh-huh. a Christian at the age of 18. Okay. I didn't know if you grew up in a church or... No. I assumed. No. That's why you asked. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, no, I did not grow up in the church. So my dad um, has a Jewish background, and my mom's kind of got a a mixed background. Her, her dad was Jewish. Her mom was Methodist. And they kind of grew up going to various churches wherever they lived. And when 
uh, you know, when we came along, they had the discussion of how do we want to raise them, and we kind of took little bits of each. And so what that really meant was we celebrated Christmas because it was a family thing, so we celebrated in a very North American way. And we would also then get together with my dad's side of the family for certain Jewish holidays. So it wasn't until a friend invited me to church in high school, um, I, I he started inviting me my sophomore year of high school. I refused him and said, no, 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 I don't want to go. I'm busy. I lied, and um, I repented for that since. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just kept making up excuses. I lied through my sophomore year, through my junior year, and then it was my senior year that he called me up one day and said, hey, what are you doing? And, and by this time, we'd kind of become friends, and so I was like, oh, nothing, man, just hanging out. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm on my way to your house, and you're going to come to church with me tonight. And at that point, I was like, okay, crap, well, uh, I, I can't come up with a, you know a line or something, and so I said okay. So I went and uh, was super intrigued by it and just wanted to continue to know more. And it was a process of probably I don't know four or five months uh, that really uh, opened my eyes to to a lot. And um, while it might sound cheesy to some, this was right at the times when Mel Gibson's The Passion came out and everybody was making a really huge deal out of it and you know whether or not it was anti-semitic and because i had you know jewish background i thought well i should go and see and find out whether or not i think it is and so i went and i just wept through the whole thing mm-hmm. and it was you know in response to that that I, I went home and i just called you know my buddy who had initially invited me and i was like man i i, I believe that you know and what do I do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it was uh, really kind of through that that process, his friendship, even seeing the movie, that God really kind of broke me and showed me who Jesus was and is and what he did. And did you grow up knowledgeable in Judaism, or was it more cultural? It was more cultural. Okay. Yeah. No, we just like I said, we'd do would, certain holidays, we would get together, and I would listen to my uh, grandfather, aunts, uncles, you know, uh, kind of doing the, uh, the Hebrew chanting uh, at different times. I didn't know any of what it meant. It was kind of weird, and the food honestly wasn't uh, the best at Passover. Um <laughs> fish is disgusting <laughs> if you've never had it. Uh, but, you know, my dad loves it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was very much just a cultural thing. So as a, as a pastor, as an elder, mm-hmm. what, uh, what sort of things drive your, your passion in ministry? What, are you, like what, what would you say you have a heart for as an, as an elder? Hmm. I think to, to see Jesus, I don't know, Paul says you know, he, he's in the pains of labor to see Christ formed in the Galatians. And, and I'd say that is probably very, very close to, to my desire and heart as well, uh, having spent as much time as we did talking about labor before we got started. Um, you know, I can't really say definitively that I'm in that kind of pain, um, but, but nonetheless, I have, I have a burden to see Jesus really lifted up amongst our people, and the more, the, the more time I spend... Uh, with the people of the city church, my my heart grows, uh, especially for the men, and wanting to see really strong leaders, godly, godly men, godly husbands, uh, godly fathers. Uh, there, there's so much that has happened in in me over the course of not just my life, but especially since getting married and becoming a dad, even just a few months ago, that has really kind of rocked me and. 
and made me realize, so, here, so here's one. One of the things that I've, I've really realized is um, I am not guilty of every sin that happens you know, in my house, but I'm responsible for it. You know, um, as, as the leader of my family, if, if something's going on, uh, I have to ask the question, is this a response to how I've led? And, and again, while I'm, uh, I'm not uh, going to be guilty of, of, of Whitley's sins or of Theo's sins, um, there's still part of me that feels the need to be on my knees and repenting for them um, as, uh, yeah, as, as, as the head. So, um, so that's, that's, that's definitely a real burden that I have. But, you know, also I would say counseling is, uh, is a big one and something that I think we kind of naturally, uh, Whitley and I find ourselves doing pretty regularly with the people, especially in our city group and um, those that we just talk to from day to day. And what city group are you in? We are the, let's see, the Fairmount 6th South city group <laughs> for now. <laughs> Do you live in Fairmount? Yes. Yeah, we live on 6th. Obviously, Fort Worth is home for you and always has been. Uh, what do you see the role of, of City Church in, in Fort Worth? I mean, there's, there's tons of other churches. We're not the only one, but where, where do you see a, a church like ours really pushing into the city and, and yeah. taking the gospel? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think part of it becomes visible when you look at kind of our history when you know we started you know in downtown thinking we want to be a, a church to the people of downtown and and quickly realized well our people don't live downtown uh, and we're we're coming from various parts of the city to downtown and and realize that's you know maybe we we made it a little bit too narrow and and our emphasis at the uh, at the time, and still is our, our emphasis on you know being a, a community, being a family, being on mission together, was really different than where I was at. So, uh, being at the Presbyterian Church that I was at prior to uh, the city, I was, like I said, really happy there, and, and you know could kind of just get lost in the pews because everything was was great. But I was just I was I was a just another kind of butt in the seat, and didn't have much that I could add to that congregation. And after coming to the city and realizing that her strengths were primarily in the day-to-day -day relationships of her members, or partners, and um, still have to get used to that. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> I've got gathering down instead of service, right, but, yeah. <laughs> but the members and partners are still hard. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, seeing seeing the day to day day life and the, the the community that was developed and the emphasis uh, on on being a missionary wherever you were was something that was really tough for me. And I knew I could stay where I was and kind of get uh, bolstered in the areas that I was already strong and largely just be unchanged, or I could go somewhere that was really going to push me and stretch me in some ways that I was really weak and that I could also then pour into. And I feel like that's, that's been uh, very impactful for me in the way that I relate to, to those around me. Uh, I've gone from being very much introverted to extroverted and loving having people come over and, you know, be in our, our home, uh, you know, serve meals for them. That's something that's really fun for me. And, and I credit a lot of that to what God did through the city church. And I'm, I think because of that, we have uh, attracted a certain kind of 
community, one that is very homey. We've got a lot of young families, and we realized, you know, again, going back to the beginning, like, we, we weren't all that, uh, that um, I, I don't know, the downtown vibe. It just right, wasn't yeah. us. Yeah. And, and since then, you know, praise God, Paradox has been planted in downtown, and it's done really well, and it, you know, does minister to them, really, you know, just in a great way. But I think for us it was... Um, our, our emphasis on family also attracted a lot of families, and our emphasis on mission attracted a whole lot of missionaries. And so we've got uh, people with amazing hearts who want to serve the, the broken and the lost in so many different ways between, you know, uh, asylum seekers to um, people struggling with sexual identity to people who just want to go overseas and give their lives away to people who don't know Jesus. You know, we've got two two couples in our group right now who within the next few months are both, you know, moving overseas. And, you know, Whitley and I have even kind of been forced to ask the question, like, wow, God surrounds us with so many people who just love so well and, you know, want to, you know, you know, you know go die for somebody else, you know, go, go give their lives away in service to another, you know, country or group of people. You know, is, should we be thinking about that too? Is that something that God's, you know, going to do in us? And at this point, He hasn't done that, but um, but it's raised the question, and and I don't think that would have ever been a question in my mind prior to coming to City. So I'm hoping that's that's an area where we will continue to to grow, send out a lot of missionaries, a lot of church planners, and uh, see Fort Worth impacted in a way that makes uh, makes her far more selfless and less selfish. Yeah. I mean, if I can say this in a, in, in a good way, not in a, in a bad way by any means, but it, it's obvious that we're not that concerned with keeping people mm-hmm. within city church. I mean, over yeah. the, the past summer, we've seen uh, just a ton of people go out in really great ways between, mm-hmm. you know, there's a the new, uh, Restore Church in, mm-hmm. in Arlington that was sent out. And, you know, we've, like you said, we've got several families getting ready to uproot everything and move into some really hard, dangerous places. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's one thing I appreciate about, about you, you know, the elder team, um, is you guys really, really supporting that and really, um, helping people get out there and, and, and really working towards sending and really not being that concerned with, with who's left afterwards right. um, after, you know, where people are sent out to actually do the mission. So, you know, uh, thank you, Andrew, for that. And uh, we've, we've kept you here a little while. And uh, I don't know if there's anything that you want to kind of throw out there and add to, to your story or anything you want to end with. No, not that I can really think no, of. Right. I, f- I feel like I should say something. <laughs> Uh, just say something really smart. Yeah, uh, on the cuff on sleep deprivation. Yeah. If you if you have any more insight into uh, labor pains and delivery, then uh, maybe that's something we can we can leave everybody with. That should draw some comments from, from some. Hmm, I, yeah. I don't think I can add much to that. I, I would be happy to ask Whitley to uh, to describe it. I I watched her in the pain of it. So she could speak much. With much more detail than I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Andrew, thanks, uh, thanks again for for coming by to do this, and yeah. uh, thanks for uh, the way you service uh, as a as an elder uh, here at the city. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. <laughs>